Broadcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! I was checking for, uh... Hey, guys! <laughs> Thank you for tuning for in. Checking fan comments. So many fan comments. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Dominion After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. We're talking about episode 207, Levy Before Kings. Um, I'm your host, Zach Wilson. I'm so excited tonight because I get to introduce, first off, my fantastic panelist, as always, Jackie Borowski. Hello. And also, coming back to join us again, thank you so much, showrunner creator, Vaughn Wilmot. Thanks, buddy. How are you doing? How are, I'm, I'm doing well. How are you feeling now? We're a few more episodes into the season since we last had you in. Feeling great. The re- feeling great. reaction continues to be strong. It really does, yeah. I just want to say, now that you're here, I saw the Claire Gates thing. I saw it while I was here. <laughs> you did. You called it. That they were going to... That they were going to... Because the last action. time I was here, I turned to him and I was like, they have really good chemistry. And he was like, yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. They, yeah, they really do. They do. I mean, it, the we'll get into the, the, the little quadru- love quadrangle going on. I, I like to refer to it as a love rhombus. Um, <laughs> that's going on, but um, yeah, it's it's an interesting, it's a different, di- I haven't seen that dynamic before where like characters separate and then they both come off with like their own love interest. So, yeah, like, I guess that is fairly when we were designing it in the room, we didn't really think about that, but I guess you don't really see that that often. Yeah. Except maybe on soap operas. <laughs> well, soap operas, it's like an Sometimes octagon. Go, yeah, um, usually like, yeah, and then everybody's yeah. related, yeah. too, which makes it weird. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You were with my cousin and my brother <laughs> at the same time. But I'm your dad. <laughs> yeah, we don't go there. Um, but we got some amazing stuff in this with Gabriel and with Michael, and we got some crazy flashbacks that I want to... I have so many questions. Um... Was there anything you you liked this episode? You you told us that this was an episode that really stood out to you. Yeah, uh, what was it about this one? Like which, which parts? You know, the whole the whole series is about absentee fathers, and you know when I introduced the first two episodes down at Comic Con, I spoke about how I didn't realize until about a few months into actually making the show that the show is really me working out the loss of my father. Um, I lost him, you know, at a young age, and and um, and it really informs the themes of the show. And so this episode in particular, um, because of what happens in the flashbacks and because of what it means, and it really informs the theme of the whole series um, in a really cool way. Yeah. Um, and the director, Jeff Renfro, he just, um, he killed it. He killed it. Oh yeah, I mean, any time we've gone into this like old mythology stuff, um, and we learned we learned there's a whole other side to Gabriel that we didn't know about. Yeah, I mean, Jackie, how did you feel about the the whole the flashback? I first I was so excited because I knew it. 
I just knew it was going to be something biblical when they were like, remember that time there was another hero? And I was like, is it going to be Jesus? Is it going to be someone from the Old Testament? Who is it? And it turns out to be David. And I was... I was like, no, he's going to kill Goliath. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. When you put it all together and you see it coming, it becomes very exciting because you feel like you're kind of, uh, you're in on it, just like everybody else is, just like the brothers are in on it because they remembered what happened. You, too, feel like you're in on it because you know the storyline. Yeah. 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 I think I literally wrote down, OMG, is that Jesus? (laughs) I'm like, like, who, what? chosen one would he be watching over yeah, because he doesn't say david until they're actually yeah. standing on yeah. the field of battle yeah so did you is that when you realized that, yeah that was an okay. they could think that, that jackie and i had the same moment it's that like, you had so as we were watching you were kind of thinking oh he's got a son what's that all about and then the moment is when he calls him david um originally we were going to have him use kind of the old name which was dawid um but then you know we ended up not doing it in in um for the show, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm running through like, what are all like? Is there any other young kids? Like, yeah. I'm trying to like. Is there, I don't think that Jesus was in a battle at any time. Yeah. And it's such an interesting twist that he actually gets killed off for someone who is going to comply with the king <clears throat> more often in in order to be famous. Which yeah. Um. Then then that imposter, when he gets older, becomes this sort of crooked ruler that get um. Gabriel has to come back and get rid of. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a big uh, departure. Like, with Sodom and Gomorrah, it was more like we're seeing the story behind the the, the myth, if you will. Yeah. Um, Literally a, behind the curtain. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, so, it, but the events still played out as we know them. Yeah. But this is a radical departure from that. Yeah. Um, what went into that decision could be just because it's such a different way to approach it. You know, the idea is really just to take biblical events or biblical stories or just old stories that we all kind of know and that they reoccur in a lot of different mythologies and cultures um, and just give them a spin that allows us to use our main guys, Gabriel and the angels, Michael, to show kind of behind the scenes and in a new way, show these stories in a new way. And the idea was that at at the end of... of king david's life that the king david we kind of understand he went off the rails you know he he had a soldier basically murdered so that he could be with his wife and he basically started doing things that were not um um kind of what he was destined to be Mm -hmm. so it kind of came out of the writer's room well how can we explain that so what happened and so then the idea of you know it actually wasn't him yeah, the boy that was chosen, the boy that is murdered in the show, he would not have done that. Yeah, because basically, because da- King David, um, the uh, in the in the Torah or in the mm-hmm. Old Testament, whichever you are reading it from, he is. I mean, he's a complicated guy yeah. in a lot of ways. He's seen in a lot of uh, viewpoints. He's seen as a, a very a, a fair ruler. Um, in some he some cultures, he was praised as like the most perfect uh, version of what a king should do like this is a, a model leader and then when you get into some of the more details of his life he had uh, many wives there's even a debate that i found among some scholars about if it because there's polygamy was sort of rampant in those among the the kings of that yeah. time he went beyond just having multiple wives to too many wives yeah um 
and in fact, it was from the the wife that was supposedly put over that barrier that he had his son, uh, who would be King Solomon, uh-huh. uh, famous for the, well, cut the baby in half. Yeah. Tail. I mean, yeah. that one. Um, it's, and- it's really, it's about, you know, I think he was hu- really human and he was flawed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the idea was, you know, how could we depict that and involve our characters and show something? Because really it's about Gabriel and Michael. What are we showing about them that's new? Um, and and that story we just chose because it's exciting. And yeah. The moment you see the giant guy come out from amongst the... The soldiers, you kind of know, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, like he's holding the little hatchet. Is the hatchet, yeah, going to be the slingshot of this? Yeah. And the, I love the idea that Michael sort of put like a, like a blessed stone. Yeah, that he it's, could it's throw. interesting you called it blessed because we, ha- I had some questions today because I posted a picture of Goliath walking around set with that giant hole in his head, <laughs> um, and a couple people wrote about, you know, was it a magic stone? Was it? And it was. It was. It was. It basically, it was like the stone of destiny. Like it really was. He dropped it in front of the boy to basically. This is what he should use mm-hmm. to defeat. Yeah, and and I love that. Like you could build out from there. Like the the you can see how a myth would be born of. Oh, he went down to the river and picked five stones, which is how it's written in the yeah. in the Torah. Um, but like the idea, he just found a rock right at his feet, the perfect rock that yeah. couldn't possibly have been there. Yeah. And it just shot through this guy's skull. <laughs> oh, I hate that I'm laughing, but so like great. it was cool. It was so cool. And One of the things I really wanted was I wanted it to hit him like a bullet. Mm-hmm. I wanted that rock to literally fly so fast. It was supernatural, and just and the way the special effect ended up working out was just. Fantastic. Well, because you run that risk of it being comical if it's not executed properly. Yeah. So the way it was executed, you were like, whoa, that yeah. is serious. Yeah. You wanted to demonstrate the power of basically God and, and the stone and, you know. Yeah. What I also like that the story illustrates is that we're trying to figure out from the flashbacks we've seen thus far is how Gabriel went from kind of being good cop to being bad cop. Yeah. And to me, this illustrates one of those major turning points where he he really did love humans and he loved this one human, but then they came and murdered this kid and it's easy for someone to see, okay, how can people do this? And I, I could see Gabriel having serious doubts after this happened. Good. That Yeah, that was... I really think of the two flashbacks so far this season informing his journey, and really the first one in Sodom is really the kind of the crack in him, but this is the shattering. Yeah. This is where he really changes. So was this, so the setup for this, did God specifically send Gabriel down, like, go find David, watch over him? Basically, the, 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 in this version, just mm-hmm. yeah, the yeah. Within, version, within the show. Just the show version. Um, yes, a baby was born. It wasn't his son. It wasn't his biological son. He was an orphan. He was sent to raise him, to care for him. He knew that there was some kind of great destiny, and that and it was involved with his father, and there was a plan. But that's why when Michael comes and he says, it's time, you see Gabriel go, you know, because he's really, he loves the child, and he knows it involves possible, you know, something possibly dangerous. And so in that moment, he really, he's he's worried as a father. Yeah, you know. And it, I can I can see how it like it 
this is new territory for him. He's, he's uh, as he's caring for this child. He yeah. calls him Poppet. He, he yeah. really is just like he wants him to be. He's a good dad. <laughs> he really is. Um, the, he's not the Gabriel we know now. No. Although in this episode, we sort of see that come out a little bit. I think towards the end, where he knows that Alex is in a lot of ways David. Re, like not David yeah. reborn, and because Michael, that, yeah, yeah because yeah. that has other implications that I don't mean yeah. to imply. Yeah, but this is the same person. Yeah, I mean, Michael says when he says, "You know, you were in my position once, watching over a chosen one." That's really the dynamic. Yeah, um, and Gabriel doesn't want to remember that, and that's why you have that give and take throughout the episode between the two of them when they're in that machine. Um, I like that because you literally have a give and take. You have to have them working together yeah. so that they don't die. Yeah. The funny, the, uh, just, it, it, you know, the the production design, Daniel Novotny, um, you know, I wrote, I described it in the script, The Machine, um, but when they sent me, you know, he and Darren Srafi and our produ- producing director, and when they sent me the pictures and the drawings of it, it was so exactly what I imagined in my head that when I saw it the first time on set I just couldn't believe it um, it really was astonishing in terms of just the design of it and how it looked and the way that room looked with the light the, the light from the electricity and yeah really cool it really worked out I mean, this is like the Dominion Saw episode it kind of was <laughs> Joey walks was. in like this is a game that you're yeah. gonna play who got electrocuted yeah. first yeah. where did that idea come from the idea that you're gonna have the brothers like stuck in this position where they had to work together we did in the writers room we did reference Saw you know I'm not a uh, I'm not in, I'm not a big I'm not into those kind of movies, but I know the concept of them, and um, we did reference that as kind of our starting point because we wanted to put them in a situation where they had to work together, as you mm-hmm. say, and forces them to basically reminisce. And you know, and in somewhere in the episode, uh, Gabriel says to him, "I know you, Michael. You don't bring up anything without a reason," and he's basically poking him because he remembers the Gabriel that was good, that was kind. And so he's trying to bring that out of him. Yeah. In this moment when they really have, they might die. Well, they're, I mean, not just because they're twins, but there's something they they have a connection stronger than any bond. And I thought it was very interesting that Julian makes reference to the, like, he basically implies that they have a bond that is so beyond even beyond human comprehension yeah or i guess it's more the opposite like they can't even like fathom the the hatred that humans can have for each other because they're just not as angels they're not capable of it yeah simon you know simon merrill's the guy that plays julian i mean the actor he um boy that was (laughs) like four pages of dialogue right at the start of the episode four pages just solid and, you know, the moves that he made and the way he changed it up and it was just, he just killed it. But yeah, he, he talks about basically, you know, the fact that he's half human, half angel gives him kind of a, a front seat towards, you know, or into our psyches. And the fact that we are, we have a capacity to hate in a way that angels just can't. But also in another episode, and I think it might have been six, he talks to Alex and he basically says, they were born in the same moment together. You can't even imagine how close they are. 
And he also says, have you ever wondered why Gabriel, why Michael just hasn't killed him to start yeah. this war? Like, because he's not going to. Yeah, I know. We, Jack, we've Plus, talked they've a been bit. together for forever. It's also hard yeah. for humans to contemplate, oh, I've been with this person my entire lifetime. Well, your lifetime is nothing compared yeah. to what they've had. Yeah. Because it's all of history. Yeah, it's it's a really complicated, interesting thing that I, that I, that I think we've all, you know, the writer's room, all the writers really enjoyed digging into this season. Yeah. I mean, just that, the, what I've loved about the season is that we've really gotten into the relationships between the characters like there's a lot of big stuff going on there's civil war there's uh the the crazy stuff with like mallory and all that but but really it's been about the characters and like how their choices have affected the people around them well that you know that's the highest praise and as far as i'm concerned if if we're doing that then we we succeeded because that you want to put all of that in a really exciting you know intense show but it's all about the people yeah I mean there's stuff that uh, like Jackie I'm curious what your like favorite parts of that the whole uh, Mike and Gabe as we've been calling it (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, because like I I really liked um, Gabriel's reaction to death and stuff where he just starts laughing (laughs) yes but that's to me that's a very human reaction and when humans get into this situation that they can't comprehend, they almost have these reactions that are nonsensical to that situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I think that's the other reason why I like it when shows like Dominion juxtapose humor with with some very dark things that are going on. I just love that line where um, Michael says, if you want to frighten us, it'll take more than the homemade toaster. Oh, yeah. Um, you need the audience to have a little bit of levity if they're going to have something that's very heavy happening as well. Yeah, the yeah. actors really, you know, this whole season, they've really brought it in terms of the drama and the humor that, mm-hmm. that balances it out. Yeah, it's it's been fantastic. And I want to get to all the other topics and stuff that we have to talk about. I have one question just about uh, the King David storyline yeah. before we move on from that too far. Um just because I like having studied all this mythology, when Gabriel goes into uh, the fake David's bedroom at the end to yeah. kill him, yeah, he goes in and he talks all about his revenge and he's going to kill him, and he lists off a bunch of names of his children, yeah, but they're not; those aren't hit the biblical biblically what David's children are. Is that uh, an intentional like change? Totally, yeah. I did that so that. We weren't playing the exact David that we've known in religion and history. And gotcha. Yeah, just yeah. keep it its own thing. Yeah, it's a dominion. Okay. David. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And it actually, because uh, as I dig deeper and deeper and deeper, there is a belief that Solomon, next king, may have actually not been his son anyway. Yeah. So yeah. Solomon can so even if Gabriel killed all of his line, theoretically Gabriel would know more. It's true. Solomon could live on. It's true. It's true. I mean, it's an interesting. Um, he's just a fascinating character, King David. But um, yeah, that was kind of the intent. To okay, keep it just its own thing. I was like, I don't remember a yeah. son named Corinth yeah. or. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like uh, that you can remember all that though. Kudos to you because I, I was like. I don't know. I think it was well. I had to look up like to see if because I know he has like a, yeah. a huge list. Yeah. But I'm like, he I lists, know like eight kids. I know <laughs> I didn't hear the ones that I remember. Yeah, the intent of that moment is to really show like how smart he is, how old he is, how knowledgeable he is. He knows the name of every single kid. 
yeah. he's just his revenge is so succinct. He's been watching, you know I mean? waiting, yeah, exactly. and just his rage exactly. has been building up. So the intention of listing all those kids was to really illustrate that. Yeah, at that point. And I think that that's really what I, I think the, the way we had set up the way that the conversation turns. That's his real break. Like it's there that this he became the Gabriel we know. Yes, that like all it took was the yes. like. I mean, not a, that it was a small thing, but when their father left, he was just like, I'm done. That's I'm done it. with all of this. Yeah. He he actually, because at, the, at the, the little grave site, Michael senses that he's, something's going on with him. Because he basically says, you know, father thinks too much of them. And Michael's like, whoa, you know, hold your, don't do anything, basically. And so he waits. I mean, that's like 60 years later mm-hmm. yeah. when he goes to that, that the imposter David, basically. And so that also was to give a sense of how ancient these beings are and how time just passes. But he, I think there's a line where he says, you know, I can't hold my hand. I can't hold the hand of revenge a moment longer. Yeah. Um, and, and he sees this guy like at the tail of his life, yeah. like living, going to live out his days, not knowing the horror that his yeah. existence brought. Yeah, he's like has this pit of women, only rivaled by Michael's tower high <laughs> orgy. Um, <laughs> Got to get orgies in there somewhere. Yes. We had to have one this season, <laughs> and there might be another. Oh. oh, there might be another. <laughs> if you're just listening to this, <laughs> the, sh- the, yeah, the, <laughs> the look that Jackie and I just, the excitement <laughs> that Jackie and I just shared was amazing. And it could be a really good one. Oh, That's an actor buzz to be excited. Well, right see, um, well, let's um, let's talk about. Well, before we jump into, uh, into I want to talk about Alex shopping. Noma, Alex Noma, and the civil <laughs> post-apocalyptic that is, shopping. That is, that is, that is like a new term. Uh, it's a new term. Yeah, sometimes. Before we jump into that, I want to do a quick just reminder to you guys: go on to iTunes, hit us with a review. It's a big help to us. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that little thumbs up button. That's like right around there. It all it helps us at the network. It helps keep the lights on here. It help it helps keep the podcast searchable. Helps us get great guests like Vaughn in, and it is the best way that you can help us out. So go hit us with a review. Hope it's five stars. Let us know what you think of the show. It's five. It should be five stars. Um, be. And uh, we quick- also we also have uh, people from several different countries watching it was it was interesting yeah. today people were tweeting and saying what time is what time are you showing in my country yeah. um there was someone from France and someone from Romania those are yeah. the two very different ones that i remember yeah. big audience for this it's show it's cool yeah big international audience yeah. so um Lana Vase writing in uh as always with the, with the review um i know this is from last week Lana Vase I still like you because you review us a oh. lot. But <laughs> you can't read, yeah, you already read that. But, last you, week. but, but uh, I just like the title. Alex is a doofus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, there's a little bit of a lot of doofy stuff going on for them this week. Yeah. Because um, they went shopping. I love the idea that apocalyptic shopping. Because yes, because um, you you set up this idea that the the lower angels still want to be a part of the person's life that they overtook. So it makes sense that you had these people repeatedly doing these actions to kind of commemorate the people whose bodies they've taken. I have a very just weird random question. With the eight balls voices, are those two different people's voices over one another or are they the same actor over the same actor's voices? 
Yeah, the the concept is that it's two voices, just in terms of the human voice that's built into the body and then kind of this spiritual presence on top. For the the way it's actually done is, I'm almost positive um, we do one voice, but we alter it. Ah. I'm pretty sure. It's such a cool effect. It makes it it that level of creepy. It does. It definitely has a little bit of the echo in there to make you feel that dual. It does. And the... The idea really started with Rose in the second episode was where we really started to explore that was that they're fascinated by things from their the people's lives. This was the kind of a really extended version of that. Yes. And I, I can literally remember coming into the writer's room and it was on the board. Like they had been pitching on stuff all day. <laughs> and there was, I think it was something like, you know, Hell's uh, Grocery Store <laughs> was like the first kind of the nugget. And uh. then it became... Post-apocalyptic shopping. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> New term. Beep. 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 <laughs> so weird. That actor, though, I love the way he did that. It was he great. He nailed it. Yeah, yeah because it's that feeling when you go in there and you're like, this should be easy. They should be able to just go in there and grab what they want, but then they hear that voice and you're like, nope, nope, something creepy's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> that really worked out. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, this sort of builds into something somebody's asking in the in, on Twitter from uh, uh, at Elkin uh, underscore Cynthia. Uh, will Dominion ever show? Will the show refer to what the rest of the world looks like? Like as we we've sort of referenced the three big cities yeah. in North America, but I think they're wondering like the rest of the the world. I think I think in uh, future seasons, yeah, definitely. Yeah. We'll learn more about. Cool. And the reason yeah. I bring that up now that is that... That means you have to tweet more about Dominion and show how much you love the show, and then it will get more seasons, and then you will find out. It's true. Um, but the reason I bring that up now is because I thought it was interesting that they have this pile of bodies in the back, and there are fresh ones. Yeah. So, And that sort of implies that there are still travelers moving through these definitely. wastelands. So there are definitely like people still definitely. scattered throughout the country. And they're survivors, and they're trying to survive, and they're moving from place to place absolutely cool and so you know they go to this store and they get caught <laughs> it's like a, a giant it's, fly trap basically. yeah it's the yeah. giant glowing yeah. light yeah like, oh there's and remember he walks in he says it's stocked mm-hmm. right so that's kind of the the draw oh so the, <laughs> right <laughs> i'm just thinking about how the eight balls are like they come in with a delivery i got a truckload of help me unload <laughs> well they probably i mean my thought of them is they were they were possessed in the store and there they stayed mm-hmm. yeah right? well, i'm just now i'm picturing them restocking to like get so more they people they probably in. defended the store and made sure that it was really untouched mm-hmm. yeah so you know which works out for our heroes because now they have supplies they need stuff yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good thing they could defend against the, all yeah. the uh, all the eight balls there. Yeah, because I think the fans would riot if we lost Noma, and at least that she's had some medical carrots. Yeah, for her. I do agree. I think she's really loved. I'm I'm curious because they they kill all these ones, and I know that they're being attacked. But is there a reason that Alex isn't? Uh, evicting any of these eight balls that he comes across, even if it was like just coming down to like the last one to like get a human back. Yeah, I think in that situation they were such nasty eight balls and vicious that he wouldn't have had time. Okay, because he he hits the one guy in the eyeball right with the yeah with, with the, the br- with the brush. Yeah, and then he says, "I think we should speak to a manager." And then I just 
you know, it just becomes a free for all. Yeah. yeah. No time to, no time to start whispering no. behind the glass. Yeah. I yeah. noticed though that in the beginning of their scenes, you see Alex's tattoos move. Are we going to learn more as to what happened with that? Because it's, I know it's not addressed in this episode, but yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. I missed oh, your yeah. question. Oh, we got we, one on he's woken up at the beginning of the episode. And his tattoos yes. are moving. And then moved on him. And then she's outside. And then he runs after her. And then, yeah. yeah. And we have this stranger. Hold on. Before we get to that, oh, okay. I, there's a really funny question from Twitter. That's why I got distracted. Let's <laughs> uh, see. Uh, Nortsis uh, wants to know if Alex had picked paper instead of plastic, <laughs> would it have been a different outcome? <laughs> no. <laughs> they Definitely were still not. angry. <laughs> Paper, <laughs> yeah. Paper is better than plastic. It can be recycled. It's the end of the world. The Try to save the environment, Alex. It would have been the same. Um, but sorry, Jackie, so you were... Oh, we have the guy from the previous episode who is the... Who I called the man in the yellow hat, but he's not a man in the yellow hat Oh, yeah, all. the shadowy figure who uh, appears, yeah. and all he has he to say... He can throw fire. He starts fire. He burns the the eight ball exactly the same way that Mallory is burned. Yeah, um, which may I know you can't say anything about it, which makes me us think that he's he's the prophet from Mallory. It, it basically, I would put my uh, certainty at about ninety nine percent that he's the prophet, just because like the, everything down to the effect is identical. Um, and then the, the one line that we get is. Is he really the chosen one? He bears the markings in this panicked excitement. Um, only Noma can see him, which also in this episode, it's like, I, I don't know if there's an intentional mirror here, but we see Gabriel with, or Michael rather, in the flashback with the power to make himself invisible to all the people around him, but Gabriel sees him. The only, only the other angel there can mm-hmm. see him. Yeah. Noma, she may be wingless, but she is still an angel by birth. So she may be able to see things that other, that humans wouldn't be able to see. So if he is an angel, which makes sense because he just randomly appears and burns a guy alive uh, with his eyes, um, he's either that or his pointer. Yeah, he's either that or he's Kryptonian. Like, yeah. there's it, not a lot of options. Um, it just, it, it, and we, it, since it can't be Raph. Uh, Raphael, Lucifer. I like it's my. It's like <laughs> I say. I've been saying it every episode. I know this is like old hat for me, but it's just like it's more evidence, so I have to at least say it once. Um, no comment, Jackie. What do yeah, you think? I know he can't say anything. I agree with you, but I also think that um, I like this exploration of what happens to Noma now that she doesn't have wings. Like she, she's no, she's not human. She's no, she's not an angel. Um. Did you know that starting the season you were going to clip her wings and then follow that kind of storyline? Yeah, I think we thought about it pretty early on in the writers' room. Um, it got pitched out, but then when we got to around the middle, someone it, it came up again, and we realized it was such a great kind of a huge turn for the whole, not just for her character, but also kind of for everybody around her. Um, and it became like a really juicy, great role for a great story for that character and for Kim. And yeah, I mean, it gives her like that's the uh, short of death of her or Alex. It's pretty much the worst thing yeah. that could have possibly happened in her world. Yeah, um, 
Because I think even if she had lost, like, Michael or something, she would still have hope because Alex is there. Yeah. Um, and, but losing her, her wings, it, it, she has, she's now forced to have an existential crisis. Yeah. In a way that I don't think that... I mean, we've seen Angel, have, we've seen Gabriel sort of go through that, like, what am I... Like, what am I doing? What is my purpose here? Yeah. But she's now... She says, I'm not an angel. I'm not human. Yeah. What am I? Yeah. You're Noma. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was cute. That was a really... That was a really sweet line. I mean, because um, people are saying they... Um, the uh, Stargazer in the chat room says, I'm not a Noma Alex Shipper, but they're cute. <laughs> um, See, that is what I was saying... Uh, what I was saying maybe last week or the week before that you have these characters in the quadrangle or however you want to call it where all of the characters have chemistry with each other even if you don't ship Alex and Noma you can acknowledge that they have chemistry yeah if you don't ship this one character you can acknowledge they have chemistry yeah yeah Yeah. Alex and uh, Chris and Kim have great chemistry those two characters are really it pops. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's an interesting... In my, for me, it's an interesting situation because I really liked Alex and Claire last season together. Yeah. I thought they had a great dynamic. Uh, they just played off of each other very well. But they're such different people now. Yeah. I'm excited to get them back together because yeah. I want to see what that what happens there. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, Claire and their relationship... She lost the baby this week. Yeah. That was terrifying. I, I was not expecting that to happen, and that's so... That's something that's going to inform her character from big then time. on out, big time. Yeah. It really... Yeah. A lot like Noma, it's really going to kind of reshape her yeah, as a you, character. Yeah. Just the pain of that loss. Yeah, I mean, that's it's devastating. Yeah. Um, and it... it so, well, it closes a question, I guess, that I had had. It, like, so it's no longer an issue. Is like, what does the child of a cho- of the chosen one? What does that mean? Yeah, for the world, for the community, for Alex. Like, does the markings pass on? Are there two sets of markings now. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a loaded thing, and because there was just so many reasons <coughs> to do it, it really worked out in terms of like, especially because. She loses the baby trying to do the right trying thing. Trying to do the right thing, yeah. And that really comes in, in this incredible loss for her. So I think it'll be really interesting to see what happens with her. I think it's it was a good... It was terrible to, to have the loss, but I think it'll really inform her character. Yeah. Um, it's Yeah, I mean, th- what she had to go through in this episode set up this meeting. Sorry, I'm choking. I choked on my water. I'm so devastated. You guys. <clears throat> um, so, um, the, she has to go to this meeting. She gets to send this message to Zoe, basically, yep. who has, she has wheel with her, um, and like the aggro towers mm-hmm. are being held by this guy because it makes sense. Like, when you de- when you Fracture the yep. control of a place. Factions are inevitable. Somebody will find a way to take control. Yeah. Um, but so they go to this meeting and wheels being wheel. Wheel. Um, I think I said it last week and I'm like, Zoe, <laughs> dude, like, dude, you're shot at me in one hand. And I, I almost want, I, like, you could hear Wheel thinking it. I don't need a gun. I don't need to point the gun myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was funny what Tony did to you guys. Wasn't yeah. that great? 
It was great. <laughs> that was fun. Oh that my was god. Fun. <laughs> that was great. That was the way. That's I, hilarious. Yeah, the weirdest yeah. thing that the internet has done. It was good. Um, if you have, if and you, he's good at it. Yeah. yeah. You know, the actors all in South Africa all became obsessed with that what what dub, smash? Dub, smash? dub smash. And they were all doing it all the time. Like Carl, who plays Gabriel, was doing it. And Luke, who plays oh William, they were all doing it together. And Tony is really good at it. And it was funny that then, you know, that the day yeah. after he'd done like three of them or four of them. Yeah. It was really great. If you guys have no idea what we're talking about, go back a few episodes. And uh, we showed where Anthony had dub smashed me and Jackie's voices. <laughs> Weird. Um, and then Jackie and I responded was by was <laughs> dub smashing the show. That was good. Um, but yeah, so uh, so we have uh, the, the sniper. Yeah. Um, right as Who the, I called the bearded hobo. The bearded hobo. <laughs> the bearded hobo. He, the sniper, uh, they picked that guy who, I don't know if that guy was the actual sniper, but it was the bearded hobo who was kind of showing up towards the end that David had picked out to to kill Claire, whether or not that guy contracted somebody else. Oh, that yeah, the idea behind him was that when Wheel was console, when he was basically the number two guy, he had this whole city like wired and, and black market and the whole thing. And this was just one guy that he had used before. So when he's sitting in that meeting at the beginning and the guy's acting pissed off at him, they already know each other. They've already got a relationship. Mm-hmm. And then he leaves that watch, basically. And the idea behind it was he leaves it with a time to meet. Oh. So then he meets, and, and we actually filmed that, but then in the editing, we just realized you didn't really need it. Yeah. I mean, it worked. So we, yeah, we got it. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's really cool. That's a yeah. great spy technique. Yes. <laughs> uh, David Wheel. He would be the guy. Which, yeah. I, I do like that our heroes figure out, okay, this can't be Zoe, because I was going to be super bummed if it's like, okay, Zoe, they blame Zoe for bringing Claire to this meeting, and... I actually want to see them work together. Yeah. So I like that they were figured it out where it's okay. David orchestrated this all. It's well, fun. and Gates was there and he saw how he, she reacted, so he knew that right. she clearly was as, as surprised as yeah. As Claire and, was. and I think it's it's easy to see that Zoe knows the same thing because yeah. not only did Claire get shot, but like yeah. it was Gates who yelled sniper. Yeah. Um. So they both are aware, and I hope that. They both want. They both are like. We need to like re- go back in and yeah. not like war at each other when we had a decision. Yeah. When clearly it was not that. Not the leader of the other side. Responsible. So, you know, David was taking a risk there because if the guy failed, then he's really exposed. His whole bet was that Claire would go down, and then he yeah. would be able to manipulate the situation and take over. But. Now it's all bets are off. Yeah. Oof. I actually, I have a question about Claire. I, it, w- it was hard for me to sympathize in the past couple episodes because I kept, felt that Claire sided with the royalty and it was, she was having a hard time seeing from Zoe's perspective. Do you think that Claire's endgame all along was to try and accommodate for these disenfranchised people or, and that she just worked her way up to it or this was a moment where she really, Zoe, um, Zoe's kind of insurrection was a moment where she realized, okay, I have to take them seriously. I think that her intentions were always really good, that she wanted to basically change the system that had been created by her father so that, 
you know, the poor people, the V1s could actually be helped and, and take part in basically the sharing of the resources. I think she was a little naive and inexperienced in her view of how powerful and how entrenched the V6s are and how they control different resources within the city. And something David is actually very clear on, and that's kind of the difference between her and him. So I think her intentions are good or were good, but I think she kept bumping up against resistance and and wanting to help Zoe but not really being fully able to yet. Um, so I think for her, it's a frustrating position to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's t- I think it's tough when you come in as a, a new leader, so people aren't fully willing to trust you yet. Yeah, she's just finished dealing with David Wheel, who was actively trying to subvert her efforts to help the V ones, and that's like the part that that has to be the worst for her. Yeah, is like she was legitimately trying. She's like, I'm giving the V ones these floors, and yeah. then somebody else comes in and burns them. So like none of that comes through to the people she's trying to help. Yeah. And David knows that. David is taking advantage of the fact that he just knows the city better than her. He knows the system better than her. Mm-hmm. He knows it better than Zoe. You know, he's yeah. a dangerous guy. You know, he ruled this place. You know, he was basically the Iron Fist for 20 years. You yeah. know, Ryson was kind of above it all, but he was the one that was in there getting his hands dirty. The other thing that I'm glad that Gates, somebody, was able to be like, hey, wait. Don't trust Arika. Yeah. Why is she yes. here? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like when there's a civil war going on, why is she not getting out of Dodge? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like well, back seems, to her city of safety. They start to realize that she seems to show up at all the opportune moments where it's like, hmm. Yeah. I think that um, Claire was taken in by her because. In a really um, vulnerable moment when her father had left, mm-hmm. William had betrayed her, and basically she had, as far as she knew, put uh, William to death. Uh, Alex had left. She's pregnant. I think that Arika kind of was able to bond with her and, and basically get her trusting her, you know, yeah. whereas Gates doesn't have that. So. Right. There is a little bit of naivete for Claire with Arika, but it's slowly but surely getting chipped away. Yeah. Uh, and Arika's a charming, you know, ex- she's got a lot of experience. She's a true she's politician. Able to, yeah. She can mesmerize you as she yeah. walks. Like She has that, yeah. like, sway as she, she walks. Does. And she's just <clears throat> hot. Yeah. She is. Yeah. Yeah. She is. But she's also, you know, really articulate and charming and also has got tons of experience. And I think Claire, you know, Claire was taken in by that. Yeah. And so uh, I want to talk, make sure we talk about it real quick. Uh, just the other plot line in this was Ryson and Clementine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow, there's a lot going on in this episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a bunch of stuff. Jackie, what did you, what did you think about this reintroduction of Clementine? I thought... It was clever because I guess as a viewer I didn't think, okay, what happens to the what happens to the angel when the eight ball gets killed or when it leaves. So you just kinda of figure, okay, it goes up into the netherworld and I guess I don't know. You don't think about that. And so now we're forced to think, okay, well this person this entity can come and inhabit another person. And I guess you could have thought that, um, I don't know about the re uh, rehabitation of um, what's his face, that character that I love, and now I can't remember Julian? his name. No, uh, the kid who oh, was Pete. Pete, yes, um, the rehabitation of Pete. I guess 
could have tuned you into this, but this was in your face. Like these care, these angels can go out and then they can come back in, and they still retain their angel personality. Um, I did think it was fortunate that the angel did not inhabit someone who was hideously ugly. <laughs> or <laughs> I was like, what? he lucked out. He lucked out. He got another he beautiful did. woman. Well, this he is did. the this is the interesting thing that I was I wanted to ask you about. Like, so was Clementine already there? In yeah, Delphi? kind of the thinking behind it was that um, if she's real. Really yeah, I was sort of yeah. like, this seems could go either he way. Do, he no, Julian no longer has an M4, the M4A, yeah. which is how he got yeah. angels into humans. So unless Clementine like had left and then re-inhabited a body in the meantime, yeah. very, very suspicious. So, you know, it, the, the concept, though, is that, yes, it, it, what he's saying is that she wasn't destroyed she was sent back out to the the outer sphere and and came back down. That's what he's selling. Mm. We'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, I guess like if there could be something different if the body dies at like while they're attempting an eviction, maybe that affects it in some way. It could like it could just be gone. Could be that she was already there. Who knows? The next episode is going to give us um, a, a real visual. We've got a flashback that actually takes us back to the day of. The extermination oh. war. Oh, that's so awesome! We're, so we're actually going to get to see it, and that's going to be, I think, really illuminating for people in terms of the process. So that would be like day one day of one. like of this apocalypse. Yes. So basically, we're so like going back to like the events near Legion. Yes, if you we're going to get to basically revisit that first day. Oh, I'm so excited. That's awesome. And that's so excited. Fun. Yeah. And uh, that's a full, you know, probably a five scene flashback. I mean, it's a meaty. We get to really check it out. The flashbacks in, in the show are a blast. And then, oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking about all that's them. all like the wheels it's are spinning in my head now. Yeah. Um, Jackie, do you have anything else that you want to talk about from this episode? No, I then don't. Then I think it's yeah. time for predictions. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so William Wheel. That's what we saw for next week. Oh, I didn't see the previews. Oh, the preview had, there's this, like, speech about some of you are innocent, some of you are not. (laughs) And then, like, they, they cut back, and it's like, scarred up chest, like, all these cuts, like, as you remember, if you remember from first season, um... William Wheel, like he was self-flagellated, as a uh, one of Gabriel's um, yeah, acolytes. Thank you. Literally, my computer died at that moment, (laughs) so all of my notes are gone. Um, But uh, and then he's like, "I used to be William Wheel," and like the shot they chose, like pans up on his face, and he's like in Zoe's camp. So he's survived. He's made it back to the city. And he's pissed. Yeah. Presumably. Because he's Presumably. used to be William Wheel. The the actor, uh, Luke Allen Gale, he is just... I, I he's so good. Wait until people see him back. I mean, it is crazy. I'm going to make a bold prediction, uh, just based on... This is like right off the top of my head. So he says he used to be William Wheel. I'm thinking Dyad. There you go. 
Because that, that would, yeah, that would explain how he would survive being left out in the wilderness with nothing. And now we need to know what happens to Gabriel because Michael saved Gabriel. Then Gabriel pushed Michael out of the room, and now Gabriel is stuck in the room with Julian, who wants to inhabit his body. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, we didn't talk about that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Those two oh. have a big dance. It's going to be really because Gabriel's not dead. Yeah. Um, which is, I figure if it's a, if the body's dead, Julian can't use it. No. Um, but he's very, very weak. So now I'm, oh, it's going to be, uh, I, I don't know. I'm picturing a couple mental battle. Are we going to see battle. what happens with that in the next episode? Or is that something further down the line? It's, um, it really accelerates in the next episode, okay. I'm glad. So it's Excited. a big, you know, the, you know, everything this season moves fast. It does. We it don't. Does we burn well. through a lot of story. We don't. Um, you know, we, we we try to. You know, we don't. We want don't want to rush it, but at the same time, we we made a commitment to really, while focusing on characters, still really move those stories along. Yeah. Um, are we going to go back to uh, to Mallory this season? Yes. Okay. That is cool. an AfterBuzz TV exclusive. That is. <laughs> Hit the, the button. AfterBuzz TV the, the, exclusive. The, all of our friends uh, on Twitter, I would never, <laughs> ever give them that. Usually they would uh, get a, hmm. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, I'm excited while, about that. While we're talking about the future, the big question that I got, a lot of people wondering, do we know about next season yet? Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. What can the fans do to help that effort? You know, watch live. If they can't watch live, watch the three days after. The L3s, they're called now, mm-hmm. are, are another number that the networks really watch. Um, tell their friends. Get as many people watching as possible. Watch this show. Watch it Thursdays at 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Uh, on Sci-Fi. On Sci-Fi. Do it. Do it live or as soon as possible. And if you watch live, you get to follow along with the live tweets. Yeah. And the so more you fun. tweet about, the more people become interested in what. Is yes, that about? yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, we have great live tweets. I mean, this this Thursday, I think we got almost every single cast member. That's amazing. What happened to Goliath? <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I gotta check out this show. <laughs> he was so good. That uh, guy, the guy who right. played him was so good. Thank you so much for joining Thank us. Thank you for having It's me been on a again. blast as always. Thanks, um, buddy. If people want to keep up with you, uh, uh, Twitter. Twitter place. is best place at Fawn Wilmot. Um, yeah, great. Um, and so until then, Jackie Borowski, where can people keep up uh, with my you? Twitter, my Instagram, or my website one two three jackiebcom Great. And you guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at that Zach Wilson T H A T Z A C H W I L S O N. Also uh, on, we just did the Killjoys finale with Aaron Ashmore, another sci-fi show. Uh, so check that out. It was a blast. Um, and the strain with Jackie. Uh, guys, I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.